for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, and a happy Hubie Halloween to you from the Gentleman Overlords. I am Andrew with the is. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Max. Uh, boo. Ah. Uh, I'm Robert. Which is cackle? Which is cackle? Oh my god. This is three of the scariest noises I've ever heard. Hubie Halloween, boo, and which is cackle. Guys, let's talk about some movies we see. <laughs> Roberts, hit it, hit lead us off. It's baseball season. Baseball playoffs are on. You're first at bat in the order. I'm pitching to myself and <laughs> um, for all the viewers. Uh, yeah, I watched a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll maybe what I'll do because we talked about this right before we started recording. I'll run kind of down my list. I've been watching a lot of horror movies and things, and I'll I'll stop and focus on the the ones that should be noted. Um, maybe I'll not write all these down, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but but here begins my my list. Saw Renfield, started in a bar, ended at home, disappointed. Yep. <laughs> Didn't agree. like it. Thought it was kind of stinky. Uh, which is un- disappointing because I thought it was fun to have uh, Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Yeah, but, like, uh, isn't that isn't that the weird part about it? Is that like the the promise of the movie is that it's going to be Nicholas Hout with a like 12 out of 10 Nick Cage being Dracula and he's barely in it. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's called Renfield. So it's not like they're trying, they're trying to focus on the fact that Renfield, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's still not the focus. He, he is the, he's the uh, servant of, of Dracula. You I want some see, more Drac in there. I want to see the air cut of Renfield where mm. Nick Cage is in it as much as the Joker was in suicide squad. In wow! Ayers, in David Ayer's cut, and here we are. I wasn't even intending. This wasn't even one I was meaning to like really note upon. I just thought it was kind of stinky. Um, also at that same bar, Tremors, which I also finished at home, and that is good. And that's not stinky. Did you go? I like that did movie. You go to the bar, watch Renfield, run back home, finish Renfield, and then go back to the bar. Watch. Yeah, and, and then and they were home. on like a channel, and I was like, you have to repeat Tremors. They was starting was starting back then, and they were like, we can't. What are you talking about? This is live TV. It was really frustrating uh, for them. Um. <laughs> Tremors, and then I watched Get Out. Get Out's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I rewatched that. One I will note, a Halloween flick that recently made its way to Netflix. I'm talking about The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, boy. Uh, this is Russell Crowe, who sounds slightly less goofy than in this than he does as Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. He's truly like, well, I'm coming out to get rid of the uh, possession. <laughs> like, he's like, it's, it's so... Just... He's mad that he didn't get the the Mario call. Chris yes, Pratt got exactly. instead. Yahoo and all of that. <laughs> it's it's very funny, um, but also it wants to have its cake and eat it too because it's it's trying to make the possession stuff really creepy and it's just really not. It doesn't really scare me. I I, I love like The Exorcist to me is is such a scary movie. Dude, I love that, dude. If you got possessed, you'd be scared shitless. Don't play this like fucking macho bullshit on us. You'd be scared if you. If got, I got possessed, I don't yeah. think I'd be scared. I think I'd be like cackling and if Jamie throwing got, out pea soup Jamie, on people. Okay, if Jamie got possessed. Mm, that's true. If Matt got possessed, that, that would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do recommend it. I, I think it's trying to do multiple things, and it's succeeding sometimes and not others. But I thought it was a fun watch. Um, does and it, does at the end when the Pope gets possessed, does the, does he go, Oh no. And then boop, 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 uh, minor spoiler alert. They do set up at the end, many, many sequels. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it probably it's won't like, happen. It's but. like the, uh, white house down. It's like different locations where the Pope's exorcist goes to. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, uh, Mr. President, this isn't the only White House. And then it zooms out and you see one in space. And that's I think that's what happens at the end of that movie. Um, no, they set up at least 199 sequels. So. What? What do you mean? 
You'll have to watch it to find out, my man. Yeah, or wow. fast forward to the end. It's very I thought, funny. Yeah, I thought the I thought the Marvel Cinematic Universe was rich Fuck with. It. Yeah. I'll, I'll spoil a line. He truly this is truly what happens, and it's so funny. He goes, he shows him, and he's like, "Hey, there's like all these things you need to, you would need to go do, like at least 199 of them." And he goes, "This is a too much work for even one priest, but a two priest." And he puts his hand back, and the other priest grabs his hand, and he's like. Let's go, partner. And it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> they are putting it together is so, the old... It's such a funny way to end it. I loved it. Um, hey, Pope Sexer says, I watched uh, Q, the Winged Serpent, which was also featured on a recent episode of Action Boys. Uh, it was a is weird... That, that's just the letter Q? Yes. The letter Q, which is short for Quetzalcoatl. Q and on. The uh... Winged Serpent of uh, South American lore. Uh, it was a silly, I liked the, the animatronic of, or the claymation stop motion of the, of the actual serpent was all right. There's a part where it's attacking all these cops in the top of the empire state building and then like grabs them and flings them out of like buckets they're hanging out of off the side. And then the cops are claymation and going like, like flying down to the street below. Oh, it's so good. Um, but that was a fun one. It's a, it was a silly one. Um, Watched both Dawn of the Dead 1978 and Day of the Dead 1985. They've been covering uh, zombie movies on the Sloppy Boys, so for Zaba Booba Bunth. So I uh, I watched those, and uh, those are fun rewatches. I don't like Day of the Dead as much as some folks do, and maybe sacrilegiously, I prefer the more recent Dawn of the Dead remake with you, Zack Snyder. Um, I just I I think that's a fun way to redo it, and you got your fast zombies and. I don't know. It's good stuff. Uh, but I, I was it was nice to revisit those two. Um, rewatched. Or wait, was that the first? Oh, yeah, that was the first time. Uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. I'd seen scenes, but never the whole movie. And that's a very silly one. Mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen okay, as Dracula. I was, I was wondering. Um, also went to a bar for a double feature and they were playing the craft beforehand, um, but they only got up to a certain scene and then I finished it later at home. Uh, that's great. I love that one. The teenage. I watched, I watched that is... one as well. Did you really? It's good. Yeah. I think some of the effects hold up too. I love when she goes like this and pulls her hair and it becomes, she like transforms into her friend. The red hair pops out and stuff. Ruza Balk. Also, Ruza Balk rules. Like, she's such a great, like, menacing sort of ultimately an antagonist by the end. But uh, it's, I really enjoy that. Was that? I mean, yeah, that was. I, and... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Max. Bobby Boucher's I... girlfriend. Yeah, I agree that the the VFX though they are it's it's weird how th- they take some big swings and do a pretty good job considering yeah. the time period that it was made. Like a lot of those VFX could really la- land with a thud now, but mm-hmm. they, like a lot of them hold up pretty well. It's that sweet spot where like they were just the VFX houses were like do it going really strong on like this individual effects, and it just felt like they were really throwing everything they had at at those things. So mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. Um, at this double feature, I watched Battle Wizard, which is a Shaw Brothers uh, sort of science fiction kung fu film from seventies, I believe. Very short, seventy-something minutes. Uh, very enjoyable. After that was Manic, or sorry, Maniac Nurses Find Ecstasy, which is uh, a Belgian movie where a bunch of women are are at a mansion and walking around in lingerie, and the narrator is just. I, talking I thought we no- the whole time we normally don't mention the, these kind of movies when we're oh shit this is my different this. list sorry yeah. hold on yeah. one second hold on one second <laughs> this is from that's uh, the other Robert's, list i keep uh, was it wednesday afternoon uh you're yeah i had to push the record back um that was a disappointment i i saw i could see the appeal but it, it was just it look <laughs> hey hey fellas plenty of eye candy but i need a little more plot um I only watch Maniac Nurses Find Ecstasy for the articles, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, watch The Conjuring. Watch The Ring. Watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I watched Sleepaway Camp and The Addams Family. Um, and then I went over to a friend's place with uh, Jamie, and we all watched the original Halloween. Uh, I believe debut of Jamie Lee Curtis. And then we watched Scream, the original. Not the recent one that came out that's the same name. Um, and that's fun because then you get some Halloween in that movie when they're all at the house party and he's sitting on the couch, Jamie, get, don't, well, don't look outside, Jamie, he's coming for you. It was fun to see the movie we had just watched again being parodied. Well, um, 
And then I watched a very big veer from all this Halloween stuff. You shall not grow old. It came out, I think three mm. or four years ago. It's the Peter Jackson directed and produced uh, movie of world war one colorized and like re tooled footage. Okay. And it's, you never see current day images or video of the men that are speaking, but you are seeing, I presume some footage of them because there's a ton of footage of some of the soldiers at war and going to war. And I think at times they are focusing on faces that I'm, I'm assuming are them, maybe not, but um, insane to hear about. I mean, it, it is a thing of like, I don't think that the world was black and white back then, but when you see all that footage and it's very early, you know, film footage of, of that conflict, it's hard to even parse what was really going on and having it not, you know, not jerky, you know, speed of on the film and, and yeah, colorized really well. And just seeing it actually all in front of you is, uh, um, it's incredible. I, I, I know it's a really grim subject matter, but I would really recommend folks watch it because it was so moving and so crazy to hear about. And you hear them. Well, oh, actual fair warning, though, they show colorized like dead bodies on barbed wire and then, you know, bomb, you know, mortar shell holes and and stuff. And it, it's it's grim, but I think it has to be. And um, it, it's really incredible. Um, I, I highly recommend people seek that out. Um, then I watched Reanimator. <laughs> These were not back to back or anything. It's just funny to say like this is the movie I watched in between all this other schlock. You're right. Robert, um, that is very funny to say. Watched, <laughs> watched Reanimator. Watched the movie that we're going to be talking about today, and then most recently last night sat my butt down, my juicy butt down for three and a half hours to watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, and that was incredible. What a great movie. Martin Scorsese is a master. Uh, I will not spoil anything because it's obviously very new. Worth going and seeing. Um, uh, a really amazing story. I'm I'm glad that he decided to adapt it. And amazing performances. Really great faces. Scorsese got so many people that looks like you just you took him in a time machine from the 1920s and, and plonked him down in front of the camera. It's, uh, it's awesome. And, uh, some surprising cameos because I knew it's a big cast, but there was plenty of people I didn't know that were going to be in it that popped up. Um, highly what, recommend. What has changed about people's faces in the past century? They're just not grizzled enough. These woke freaking Xennials oh can't even, ugh, they, they're baby smooth hands. They've never worked a day in, their life try making moonshine for once you lazy abouts uh and those are the movies i've seen wow That's, wow indeed what have you honestly seen? a quick segment considering how many i watched so yeah did you get all those written down yeah Andrew? why don't you let the listeners be the judge of that um <clears throat> Max, <laughs> what have you seen huh, it says robert watched nothing <laughs> uh i watched a couple ghosts in the shelves i uh i started with the uh the live action one that they put out with our, uh, our pre preeminent uh, Asian actor, Scarlett Johansson, right? That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird one. I'm glad I watched him in that order, that one. And then the like original animated one, um, they changed a lot about it. I, I didn't expect it to change so much. I also, I had seen the original one a long time ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, like didn't remember it super well. Uh, and so like a lot of, I wanted to, to watch this one first, the newer one. So like I wouldn't be comparing it as much since I had such a, a long time between the two of them. Um, one of the uh, antagonists in it is from boardwalk empire. And it's kind of weird to see him in this one. Um, it, it's weird how they, how much they changed the city for the new one. Like the, um, the original just has kind of a, a gray city. It's a huge mega city, but it's just basically, you know, a lot of gray skyscrapers and, um, you know, just urban sprawl. Yeah. Urban sprawl. Not, not nothing too futuristic. It's just like kind of some, everything packed in like it would yeah. be. 
some some billboards here and there, like kind of uh, like a, a Tokyo Street or something like that. Is the um, new one more like a freaking? It's, it's like Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah, yeah, they they have like the giant uh, like animated moving people that take that are the size of. I do love that in Akira. Paper. Like I think there are places to do it. It's just weird that they they like injected that into a story that yeah I agree wasn't that and it didn't really match and then like they they changed the whole the tone of course it's a lot more action oriented rather than the original which like has a lot of cool action scenes but it's more about just like this detective agency that's coming on to some weird thing and then they're um also just you know kind of trying to figure out what what would it what is life essentially? And, uh, you know, could it be created by the George Harrison song? <laughs> but the new one is much more just like, we're going to tell a, a Hollywood. Well, we, we have to look forward to that American live action remake of Akira that will take place in Neo Manhattan instead of Neo Tokyo. You know, the city that's really important to the story of Akira. Is, so that, that'll be fun. Is Leonardo DiCaprio still attached to that? He, I cannot imagine at this point. If if anything, I would see feel like he would like produce it maybe, but like the idea that he'd be like Kaneda or <laughs> anyone is so funny to to me. So I hope not. I mean, I hope it never gets made, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. It really does not need to be. Nope. Um, and then I went and watched Pitch Black and Riddick. Hey, so the, the first and the third in the trilogy, and. Man, skipped out first... on Kron because we watched it so recently. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Chronicles of Riddick got skipped. Um, God, I hate the naming convention of those fucking movies. <laughs> they're bad. I, I feel like maybe I've seen both of these or maybe I've just seen clips of both of them. I thought I was coming into them brand new and like a lot of it, I, you know, it's not. I think the first, I think the first one's good. Like, I, I think it's I, fun. I disagree. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. And it, oh. it really feels like a product of the time. And they were like doing a lot of, I would say, making a lot of bad choices in terms of just like taking an image and then digitally color correcting it in an extreme way to the point where it's like very difficult to tell that to Mexico in a movie from the 90s or 2000s. I mean, just because someone else did it doesn't mean that like they should have as well i don't know for me it didn't work if pitch black kind of color graded itself that way would you do it (laughs) maybe think about that uh yeah and well i agree to disagree i think the monsters are fun i like the concept but uh uh, you know your mileage may vary yeah i i didn't really enjoy it i like uh it is interesting that riddick goes from being a just like a uh criminal that can uh like escape his bonds essentially to being like a superhero in the, in the second and third movie. But like, well, they kind of do the guardians thing of like, huh, it's like something weird about you. And then it turns out he's God like, or, or, or I guess in his case, he's like the race that can beat the necromorphs or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Oh, maybe I forgot that part of it. Ooh, shouldn't have fit. Uh, I guess you should have had Chronicles in there again. I guess so. It's down man. on some lore. But yeah, I'm probably already forgetting what's going on in there. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of stupid. In the, the third one, it was interesting. Like, Batista is in there, and uh, Bo-Katan is in there. And uh, I... The I actual actor in that character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The character, <laughs> not the actor. Um, what What is her name? I forget. Uh, Katie Seagal, I believe, right? I uh, know. No, no Katie Seagal. Katan. Isn't Katie Seagal? Uh... This is like Starbuck from uh, Battlestar. Yeah, it is. It is Katie Sackoff. 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 Oh, Sackoff. My Katie bad. Sackoff. Who's Katie Seagal? Oh, is that uh, is that Ted Bundy's wife? Yes. Ow, let's have sex. <laughs> <laughs> or or she's Leela too. Fry, yeah. let's have sex. <laughs> she was in Riddick asking Vin Diesel to have sex. Riddick, uh, I want to see in the dark. Chronicles, let's have sex. The the third one's shot better, I think. In ter- I mean, it's it's more recent, so like, and it probably had a bigger budget, but um, visually, it's better. I think it has like a the plot has better beats and everything, but um, yeah, I I don't know why 
that series got such a big um, following. But uh, after that, I watched Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And nice that late it, movie. It's a stressful fucking movie yep. from mm-hmm. start to finish. It's not a good time. No, it's just kind of about um, a person making the wrong choices, making very selfish choices that really hurt other people. But like, and then getting himself into more trouble rather than less, and then trying to get out of it by getting himself into more trouble. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Uncut Gems, they're the work yeah. that follows that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Like after I watched it, I just went out for a walk because I was like, I'm not, like, this felt, feels bad. I need a break. Did we talk about the connection where in the Batman that also stars Pattinson, uh, in the beginning where there's the Batman monologue and all the people committing crimes, there's a good time grocery and the guy holding it up is wearing a big kind of puffy red jacket, like his character in good time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't get the reference when I saw that. Yeah, and then he says, and he says to the cashier, "This is a reference to that movie, Good Time." And he was like, "I don't know what you're talking about, man. Here to take the money." Oh, I should have. I guess I should have caught on when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a QR code comes up. Scan now for a free download, digital download of well, Good Time. Uh, I also watched the animated Jinro: The Wolf Brigade. Oh with- wow, it, that's I have not seen that in a long time. Probably yeah. since it came to to these shores. <laughs> that it was all right but i like i feel like the ending i feel like it had some like it was making a point and then turned 180 and stopped making that point and made like not a different point but the op- opposite point or, or something it was really weird because it was kind of like tearing down um war i guess the in um, military policing and then at the end it was just like actually no it's fine <laughs> Like that's actually cool. It like destroyed <laughs> this person, but actually he's way more aware of what's going on than you thought he was, and he's just really cool at killing. So I don't know. It didn't love the ending. I thought I was gonna like the movie, but uh it turned really weird. Uh then I watched Heat, which is a an old classic heist movie. Heard a lot of good things about, and I thought it was okay but another one where like uh i i think it is made very well but i don't know what it is that makes it like one of the best of all time uh but it's, it's just dudes a- being dudes yeah guys love that <laughs> well and we have a heat heat too to to look forward to the book already came out and they're making a movie did not know that mm-hmm. hopefully the same cast yep <laughs> everyone <laughs> uh it's got some crazy people it's weird how much like the, is it also a big deal because is it the first De Niro, uh, uh, Pacino together? I think so. I, that's another reason I think it's a big deal. And they also don't share very many much screen time. I don't think, but I th- I feel like that's another part of the appeal. It's like, you got these two fucking huge guys together. Oh my God. But mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just, it's, I think that's part of yeah, the, I'm not saying appeal. it's a bad movie. I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. It's a well-made movie, but like it's, um, I don't know what it was that made it so special. I guess maybe it is that it was the first time the two of those two got together. Al Pacino is way over the top in this one. Have you seen it? You got a great ass. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, man. Uh, then I watched Barbie. Not first that. time. Yeah. First time. What do you think? It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, vis- visually pretty great. Uh, I do love all the the practical sets and stuff are really good. And then the effects are like very like silly. Like they're like when they're like traveling to and from, they're like you know par- you know just going side to side, like <laughs> just like between uh you know worlds or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, it is like for Ken kind of being treated as such a throwaway character and like kind of. Like, hey, it's not about you. The movie oh, does God, end here, up being oh, a God, lot here, about Max goes. <laughs> it does end up being a lot about Ken. Like, I feel like there's. I think that's uh, by design. I don't think it's meant to be just Barbie, even though it's called Barbie. I do think it's meant to call out that the the weird Kenness of Ken. Yeah, 
maybe. <laughs> I just I just mean I guess there's a lot of focus, especially in the middle. There's a lot of focus on Ryan Gosling rather than Margot Robbie. And yeah, maybe that is the point of it. Maybe that's part of it. But I feel like it could have focused on Barbie a little bit more. And then other than that, I watched The Craft, which we already talked about. So what have you seen, yeah. Andrew? Well, speaking of Al Pacino, I watched Tropic Thunder. Wow. Because wow. As, as we all remember, the character of Al Pacino, the rapper who is in the movie Tropic Thunder, played by Brandon the- T. Jackson. And his DJ, Dunka. Uh, do you guys not remember that character, Booty Sweat? I, I do. Of. I think so, yeah. Anyways, Vaguely. Watch Tropic Thunder. Uh, was sort of wondering how well the movie holds up because, you know, I, I like I think it, it came under some fire in the last like couple of years because I think... Blackface? Yeah, even though it's a movie that is parodying actors who take themselves so seriously that they would do something like give themselves permanent blackface. Um, there are other but, things in the movie that have, that have not aged well. And I don't think that's one of them. Yeah. I think that, I think that gets overshadowed where it's like, that is such a specific example of what you just said, which is like the whole point of his character is that, that the actor in the movie always goes to method in his roles. And yeah. that's one of the examples Whereas, like, there's other stuff that I think is more, like, not even subtly offensive, but just, like, offensive, but not, like, a play on anything. Yeah. Is which, that, which is yeah, you're right. Is this the movie where they do you never go full? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the whole Simple Jack stuff is not. And thank you for not. not yeah, <laughs> the whole Simple Jack stuff is not. Even though it is it is also itself a parody, it's not done very, I would say, well or you know, like, it's more like something you would see in like a scary movie, and I don't yes. even think they did anything. Well, I guess they did Officer Doofy. So like, it's there are jokes in it that hold up. Like, I, it still made me laugh in a, in some spots, but yeah, the this I was like, I'd sort of forgotten about the Simple Jack stuff, and I don't know, like there's there's a few things that just don't hold up particularly well. But like overall, like I did laugh at the fatties fart too. I I did. <laughs> The the fake trailers are all very funny, <laughs> and especially the Jack Black ones. Jack Black looks in like they're the most disgusting, and not because of not because of like the the weight stuff. Just like yeah. like him is like the little girl. I think he's like black lipstick yeah. or whatever too, and yeah. just like oh my god, they look like looks... they look. He looks like he's in clown makeup. It's it's yeah. genuinely horrifying. Um, but yeah, there's I mean again, there's some funny parts in it and some parts that don't hold up particularly well and um so yeah and then i did watch barb and star go to vista del mar boy yeah so So good so funny um i watched it with my wife and she's she's not a person who necessarily always enjoys kind of zany comedies but boy it just it tickled her funny bone it you know the jokes are outlandish and totally wild and it is just a movie that is not grounded in reality whatsoever but it is a it's it's too bad it came out during the pandemic because i think like with a wider release i think it would be remembered more fondly but because it kind of came out peak pandemic never got a theatrical run just i think was like dropped on hulu or something um it feels to me like a movie that similar to like pop star and some others that like it might not have done even without the hindrance of the pandemic. It might not have done gangbusters, but I am glad that word of mouth has kind of let it be found by people and I hope it keeps kind of that swell up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, super funny. Uh, Jamie Dornan continuing the trend of super hot guys who can be really funny without much effort. <laughs> He's He's yeah, just, it pisses me off. Yeah, fucking hot guys. Let us have something. But yeah, he's he's very funny. Edgar's Prayer, I've been playing a lot on Spotify. It's a super funny song. Um, just enjoyed it quite a bit. So those are my movies. Guys, let's move on to some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert? Uh, only thing I've really seen is uh, I'm current on Loki. 
and I know we're not really talking about current projects very much. Um, uh, they do have, it's a shame that, um, the Kang that's featured now in this series is, um, an overactor, uh, because there's versions that I think that were doing a lot better job of, of not being so silly. And I think that's the point of this particular character. I don't know if you guys have seen our current, but, um, not really my vibe. Um, and I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think, uh, given the circumstances, uh, and the fact that we've seen that variants can be literally other actors, uh, there's no reason that Kang couldn't uh, befall some strange transformation and become someone who isn't abusive. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I think it's only meant to be a six-episode season. Could be wrong. I think the first was six. But um, that's about the only TV I've seen, and I'm... Uh, I don't know. I, we'll see where it goes. K. Kwan is great to see in in anything. I'm glad he's. I hope he'll uh, experience uh, more uh, success and get more roles. Um, post everything everywhere all at once. But uh, I hope it's not only this. So that's what I've seen. What about you, Max? Also current on Loki and uh, finished up the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. I waited <laughs> waited for October and binged it. That's a fun one. Uh, but that's all that I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Jeez, we're going to breeze through these TV shows. Uh, Sorry. I, I can add one. Uh, I also watched an episode of uh, Felicity. And that's Are it. you okay? Are you okay, Max? You got a little choked up talking about Felicity there. Is Felicity? Okay? Felicity? What, what because it has the Pink Ranger in it. What prompted you watching Felicity? Jenny. She's watching it, and okay. I watched one episode. How is it? I've ne- I've actually never seen Felicity. Uh, I've never seen it either. I've only seen the one episode. You just said okay. Yeah, uh, I I think you'd probably like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seems like it's a show that would be up your alley. Uh, it's like the the new girl with one hundred percent more Felicity. Is that the sell you on that? Well funny you should mention that i am re-watching new girl currently so i uh that was a that speaks to me a lot so thank you robert i am watching new girl and you're welcome um yeah it's one of these it's new girl i probably rewatch once a year it makes My me God. laugh jake johnson so funny in it i mean everybody's funny in it but he's just such a standout to me in that show but he's just big hat pack advocate he's he, hey <laughs> We're in that we're in the hat pack hat right now. Um yeah, he's just he's just such a maniac. There's a there's a very funny it's like really early in this in the series that like he kind of arrives at what Nick Miller's gonna be and you f- he finds out like there's an episode where Schmidt is making a big deal about his towel and he finds out that Nick's been using his towel and he doesn't realize that they've been using the same towel and he's like do you ever wash the towel nick he goes wash the towel the towel washes me oh my god (laughs) that made me laugh but yeah did you did you start uh re-watching new girl before or after the movie that we're talking about oh yeah uh before okay before considering i just finished the movie about two hours ago i'll i'll uh, (laughs) confess that i started watching it before so anyways guys let's move on to the movie that we watched for this week a truly horrifying tale what a way to close out october we watched 2015's movie directed by adam mckay the big short short (laughs) <laughs> that's right we watched the big shore 2015 directed by adam mckay starring ryan gosling and uh steve carell and brad pitt, brad pitt uh, and featuring cameos and from uh, schmidt from new girl margot robbie <laughs> selena gomez and... uh, that was my favorite part i'll just go ahead and, and put that out there that was the best part of the movie schmidt no margot robbie <laughs> I wonder why you like that part so much. Um, hmm, it's like I'm a goddamn uh, pervert. Red blooded American, <laughs> goddamn it! Um, and of course, and I like Australian. Damn it, she's <laughs> Australian, New Zealand. I don't know what. 
Christian Bale, of course, the probably the star of the movie, maybe. maybe. Eh, they're all kind of sharing the screen. Um, so the big short based on the book by Michael Lewis, 2015, would you guys recommend people log on to Netflix over the next uh, six days? Cause it leaves Yo. Netflix on October 2031st. Um, would you guys recommend people watch the big short? Wait for it to leave Netflix and then watch it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then rent it full price. Yeah. Gotta make his money back. Um, this is my first time watching, uh, oh, wow. the big short. I didn't know that. And I thought I, I think I'd maybe seen parts, but I didn't, I, for some reason, I think I thought I'd seen, seen it. You've seen the Margot Robbie part before. Uh, yeah. Over and over. I, uh, I, uh, the tape broke. <laughs> as soon as she told you, but, uh, when she tells you to fuck off is really when you mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Um, yeah. And I, I had it put onto VHS so I could ruin the tape. Um, I, I think it's a very well-made movie about subject matter that I am both, uh, clueless about and, often bored by um and i think it does a a good job of explaining some of that stuff trying to dumb it down i think you can only dumb it down so much especially for dumb dumbs like me (laughs) and uh it it is depressing and scary as as max has uh, you know pitched when he was talking about covering this for october um but it's definitely not something i would uh re-watch all the time even though it's very competently made uh what about you max uh, yeah, I just, I think it's a, it is a movie that shakes me to my core, which is why I picked it for like October it, that it just kind of, um, reveals some of the worst of humanity, I think, mm-hmm. and does a pretty good job at it. It, it, it is like an entertaining movie, but it's talking about, you know, all the shitty things that happen and it doesn't really focus on the lives that are ruined. It folks focuses so on, on uh a few people that knew about it ahead of time that could do or not do something about it and decided to profit off of it i was gonna yeah i'm curious what your thoughts are on on all of that what about you andrew yeah i think from a narrative standpoint i kind of wish it did focus a little more on the people affected because like introducing that character in florida who's like i'm just renting this house like my son's in school here i was just thinking about that yeah and then like you get a shot later of him theoretically living out of his car and like there's really no like i think it's tough because this is a subject matter that's not that far removed from when it actually happened and so the the real life real ramifications were are are still to this day being felt uh in 2023 By, by some by some people by some people um not the people that it should as this movie makes a very good job of pointing out that the people who should feel this the most got away is pretty much scot-free um, they, they uh benefited quite a bit from it yes and steve carell's case michael scot-free <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think like ah man how do i how do i say this i think it's a i think it's an interesting movie i think it's well made in that um, I think, as you said, Robert, it's it's interesting for dum-dums like you and me who don't necessarily follow this subject matter at all. Um, the only thing about this movie that kind of bothers me is that I think it's just... It's Adam McKay might be the thing that, like... Even though he is dumbing it down for you, I feel like he's he has a bit of um pretension a smarm about it maybe a, about a snark yeah here's what I'll say here's what I'll say this the movie comes off as sort of pretentious enough to its audience that I think Adam McKay should make a movie about Adam McKay <laughs> isn't that uh what's the one where Adam Sandler is in someone's apartment for an hour and a half uh <laughs> oh. am I thinking of the right Funny, funny people. Funny, isn't that is that Amber, is that McKay? That's Judd. Oh, my bad. That's Oops. Judd. Um, yeah. uh, Another uh, person who has maybe had too much power over how comedy ma- movies are made over the last fifteen. Sure. Years. Um, yeah, I just it's. I think like and because again, it's a movie that is trying to parse this movie or the subject matter down so much. 
I just, it just, it feels like even Adam McKay as the filmmaker kind of has a bit of, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he just feels a little bit of, like, superiority over his audience that he's trying to dumb it down for, I guess. And they're saying as much, like, Ryan Reynolds is, is often the narrator of it, mm-hmm. and he's the one who's uh, kind of like, don't you get uh, it? And they, they literally, or, or sorry, Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah, there's no Deadpool quips in this, unfortunately. That would have been cool. Um, the and wall. they do the literal, I wonder if they actually did that in real life, like the Jenga blocks to kind of explain to even the guys that were it. in the industry how it works, mm-hmm. which like, I guess makes sense because they even aren't aware of how it's all tied together, the subprime loans. But it was interesting that he was like, hey, I have all these props for it. I, I engraved these Jenga blocks ahead of time. Um, well, they do They do have like, they've mentioned in other parts of the, um, of the movie that they've, you know, basically made it the Hollywood version where they like find on yeah. the coffee table. Yeah. They and pick that's, up and that's like interesting a, that they call it, it out. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Hey, actually we just like heard about it from someone and we didn't st- in this lobby, find the the secret of this happening. And I'm, I'm sure that's what the jingle blocks were. Well, maybe I, but then why not say like, no, we didn't. Act, why not? Why not have him turn a camera and say, no, I didn't make fucking jingle blocks. They probably just, like, I just limited told them the, about it limited the number of times they called out how, like the changes that they made. I sure, guess, but it's sure. sort of like they, they they jump on it enough times. He he breaks. I mean, the they also addresses it too. So they also do the opposite, where uh, like at the end when um, Steve Carell's character is uh, calling something out at the uh, convention, they say he actually did this. So like they could have done that as sure. well. They could have done that in the scene said he actually brought Django blocks in here. I thought I, they they I, just didn't like feel the need to mention whether or sure, not yeah. it was. I was. It's re- not. I mean, that's far from. That's not a huge issue anyway. I do like. Um, even his introduction, he comes into that meeting and is immediately like launching into his own bullshit. And they're like, you cannot keep fucking doing this. Like you, he's like, huh? Am I interrupting? Did I interrupt? It's like, yeah, he did. Sorry. Were you going to say something, Andrew? Oh, I mean, for one, it was not uh, a, a meeting in the ten- sense it was a business meeting. It was like a therapy session that he was like, uh, sure, sort yeah, of yeah, throwing sorry. off. Um, one of the things that I read in the Wikipedia is that uh, a lot of people who were like directly involved with stuff that happened in this movie or, you know, in the I keep saying it's a movie. This is a reenactment of like real life events that happened. Uh, hey, it's a movie too, ago. but yeah. Um, but uh, that this is a 90, like people were saying this is like basically like 91% accurate in terms of like how things Dang. happened. Um, you know, obviously there's stuff that was over dramatized for it to be a movie, but like, I guess I wouldn't be that surprised if the Jenga thing happened because like, yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, And like I said, it it sounds like even they weren't aware of how it all worked. Like he, he did have to explain to them like, this is why it will fail because you don't realize because no, like they said, no one reads what's in those like subprime mortgages. Mm. So it's like filled with chaff and they're, and they're actually a lot more useless than they seem. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would have to explain it in some way. And it's kind of like good to be like, Hey audience, can you figure out why taking out the blocks from the bottom of this would make everything kind of finally collapse if these you know, they defaulted on their loans? And then also explaining to the guys in the room, like, this is why you need to get on board and realize what's happening. I guess maybe this is too big a question. Well, I mean, I feel like we can just ask it, but I'm curious, Max, since you suggested the movie as well, this isn't the first time you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel about the folks that had this information, obviously have a limited amount of power over, they can't, control that this is going to happen or you know change policy in time to affect it but what do you think about them basically like screwing over the system when all of that occurs um because i did like at the end at least that Carell's character that i think they've said like he never said like i told you so he was sort of like humbled by the fact that like he did profit in a way by it he's the longest holdout and is also upset about the the fallout from all of it yeah. Um, I, I think they are flawed people and they're not the source of the problem, but they did profit off of it. Um, and like the, they basically ended up with the money of the American people who got kicked out of their homes, mm-hmm. but they got it through bankers. If they didn't have it, it wouldn't that be back in the themselves. American, uh, pockets. It would be the, uh, bankers would have been even richer than they were. Uh, would after you, the fact would you ever take advantage of 
anything like this. If you knew something was going to this fail is, okay. and, and negatively affect people, but you had the option, are we, to are, benefit. We, are we like playing a morality test on? Yeah. Hey, he suggested <laughs> this, and I want to know. And you know what, and Max? If you're scared, welcome to Halloween, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, Max, if there were two people trapped on a trolley on a trolley line, and uh... no, no, they're trapped on a trolley. The tracks are clear. Are you just gonna go for it? <laughs> I mean, I think the ethical way would have been to take as much from the bankers and give it back to the people yes, who lost it. That's true. Robin Hood it. Yeah. Uh, which which these people didn't do nope. and could have. I mean, like how effectively At least could they, they have done it? Say, I don't know. They don't yeah. say. And then that character ended up building homes like with Jimmy Carter for the rest of his life. Yeah, that, so. yeah. I think that's the that is the part of the movie that made me feel. I mean, I a lot of this movie makes me feel really gross. But like the two kind of like garage, you know, like guys the guys who are like mm. running that fund out of their or their that firm out of their garage they're not even like at the level to jump in yet and they have to get help from but brad like, pitt's character but like there's that scene where they're like you know celebrating and brad pitt's like hey knock it the fuck off like if we win that means that these that a bunch of people lose their jobs a bunch of people lose their houses that's what success means for us so stop dancing yeah and, and, and then they end up succeeding they end up getting their money and there's no part of their story where it says like, and they of course gave back to this or like started a fund for this. It's more like, well, they continue to to do fun stuff, and then this other guy uh, retired to North Carolina and has a family. It's just like, so like they got the talking to of like, hey, the way we benefit is a bunch of people get hurt and some people lose their life, you know, their jobs, and even like I think it was a very, like a very uh, smart thing to include in the movie that. You know, Brad Pitt says, do you know that every time the unemployment rate drops 1%, 10,000 people die? Like, I think that was a very, like, poignant, real thing to say in the movie. Because I think that's one of those things that, like, you have to say stuff that's very blunt and pointed like that. Yeah, an actual metric where it's like, changes in this system make, there's fatality. (laughs) Like, that's just period. And so, like, I think it's good for the audience to hear it because I think that's, you know, again, that's not a, because this is a movie that's based on reality, that's not a fake thing that they made up for, you know, the Akira remake where, like, in 2573, you know. Here we go. The unemployment rate means this. Like, this is a real. More movie. hologram billboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, having those two characters at the end, you know, still get their money. And then you just, like, I guess, like, they heard that and still were just like, well, okay. We're still yeah, gonna... a lot of, they, they have that scene where they go to the shooting range to, to find out how fucking stupid the banking system is yeah. and how stupid the people involved in the banking system are, how completely unaware of what they're doing they are and um, like how little they care about the fact that they're unaware. So they go, they have that scene to show that, but a lot of, especially those two, a lot of their reaction is basically just um, exactly the reaction that the the bros that they're kind of like gosh they don't even realize this mm-hmm. like but they're kind of like we're scooping them we got we got it first like the exact same thing that they would do mm-hmm. so like it really doesn't place them too far away from them and like in the same way um like christian bale's character is i all of them the the entire group is in that line of work trying to scoop the next person in order to make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of show it from the side of like, they understand it and they feel bad about the fact that it's happening and they're still going along with it. The, the one thing on the other side of that is that they try and bring it to the paper before it happens. Right. They try and say like, Hey, this is coming up, warn people. But that's it. Like, that's the only part of like, let's let's try and make sure this doesn't happen, like doesn't really ever come up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of the horror for me that like the that that this is going to happen over and over again. People are built this way in the system that we have now. It's like it's set up for people, even when they have a conscience, even when they feel bad about the stuff, they're going to end up doing it anyway because it's built to do that it's built to function that way yeah scares the hell out of me yeah like there's there's the last line at the very end where where it's talking about what they do and what they're doing in the future and it's like this guy who who saw it first and and like saw that the housing market was going to crash and invested in it 
is now investing in water mm-hmm. as if that's going to be the commodity that nobody has in the future. And hey, he's watched scary. Mad Max. Yeah. That's where he gets all his information. He's I like, do like when he's me, like, I've gone, hey, you guys- I've gone over all the, uh, the telltale signs. Mad Max is proof that it's going to happen. Mad Max, it's like you after watching this movie. <laughs> really is. Depressed um, Max. Yeah, I do like um <laughs> sorry, my cat's in the way. Um, even when they first meet up with Brad Pitt and they're trying to get him to uh give them that I forget what it's called, but there's like a, a permission or something you can get to actually, you know, be able to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. jump in with these funds. And he's talking about like he's almost like a prepper where he's like, hey, actually start a garden and have like a, the ability to have your own food and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, you know, you you know, you and you use like you know, urine to help grow it and stuff like that. And they're like eating the salad that he's talking about. Jesus Christ. Um, sorry, technical difficulties over here. Um, but uh, yeah, and his reluctance on everything. The water thing was a weird. I'm curious if that guy is still skewing that way in his investments um kind of makes sense sadly crazily but mm-hmm. um yeah it's and good performances too I, um, I was gonna i was gonna note especially i think christian bale's especially good in this movie because like at the very beginning of the movie when they first show christian bale i'm like okay i am gonna have a really hard time picturing christian bale being a fucking like tech dork you know, just like sure. it just it's it's not an investment, you know, nerd. Yeah. I'm just like And it's like, just, oh, that's I, Lucius Fox's uh deal. <laughs> I just like and like part of it is that like he's still kind of buff too, so like he just looks enormous in these t shirts and I was just like, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna buy it. And then by like the second scene, I had already kind of gotten over it. So like he's very good in this. I mean everybody's good in it, but like he to me was like the standout of like I was just like because like the whole movie <clears throat> Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt. Like, it just, he's just, you know, like, he rarely root loses himself in a role in that way where you're just, like, not aware that he's fucking Brad Pitt. But I did, like, by the, again, by, like, the second scene, I was like, yeah, I kind of forgot that that's Christian Bale Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Carell is um, a comedian whose work I'm not always into, I'll say. Um, but... I, there are a few comedians that I like really enjoy their yeah. uh, their drama work. work more than their comedy, and I think Steve Carell does a really good job in this movie. Yeah the the scene where he finally breaks down and like starts to reconcile with like how he treated his brother. Oh my god! Is yeah, really that good. one. Really good. It's good. And then he, I mean, it's sad, but then he he puts his whole damn head onto a pile of pancakes. I couldn't believe it. The uh, the guy who that character is based off of, they changed the the real name of of that or the movie character name of the real guy. But apparently, that guy, his one complaint was, "Yeah, it was actually pretty close to life." Uh, I'm a little funnier. It's just like, all right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't yeah. really get. I'm my sort of a Michael of- Scott. Uh, I'm really. Uh... <laughs> they didn't really get my sense of humor right, but uh, otherwise, pretty also, close. I feel like I mean, I feel like 99 of the time, the casting is so much more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, flattering. Like it feels like you get like you know you get a if you're being played by Brad Pitt, even if you look like a schlubby Brad Pitt, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So I feel like most of these are upgrades for folks. So I I would just keep my mouth shut and be like, hey, uh, that's great. Yeah. So it seems like Andrew, you looked into a lot of like the. I, I just I did a Wikipedia cursory search. It was not oh, like okay. I did he said he actually is he's versed on everything. If you want to quiz him on yeah. any of that stuff, <laughs> go he's, ahead, he's go got ahead. it all I'm down now. An expert on the whole financial crisis. Let's go. In fact, do you have your blocks? Do you have your blocks, Andrew? You yeah. can break out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering how how curious you were after watching the movie about what had happened but it sounds like wikipedia glance worthy yeah it's a wikipedia glance like i this is this is one of those glance this is one of those things where like i think you would also uh propose that we watch the movie that on the american healthcare system sicko it's also a very uh very good um halloween name uh, that's one of my favorite modes as a as a as somebody who is pretty entrenched in the healthcare system because as a diabetic and right now, having a friend who is, uh, just to blurt it out, being turned down for cancer treatment because they their health insurance won't cover it. Fuck. Um, I'm, uh, you know, like I, I, 
I would have if you had truly wanted to watch that movie, I probably would have had to turn you down because it's a little too you know, real like, right now. Yeah, and like not that you know what happens in this movie. Like it obviously this affected a lot of real people. What happened to, in the financial crisis and you know again there are still people to this day who are feeling the ramifications from it and again not the right people it's the people who as they pointed out it's always going to be the people at the bottom who are going to feel this the most um undeservedly so but yeah it's just i i think like if i were to start doing more and more research about this that's a rabbit hole I just don't come back from. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I have to put up safeguards for myself, for my own mental health that like, I can't, I can't know too much about too much. Mm-hmm. Cause I will just completely lose myself and I will not be able to recover. Sure. I understand that it's hard to feel it. There's so many things in the world nowadays that we hear more about than we ever used to, I feel like, Mm -hmm. and it can be overwhelming and it can be defeating. And I think there's things you can do to make that better for yourself, not being ignorant to it, but not necessarily, uh, yeah, completely submerging yourself in it um, as well. I think it's good. It's a good thing to know about, but it's a fine thing to limit your uh, exposure to uh, willfully, or at least until you you're in the right headspace for it. Um, cause yeah, I think, I think sometimes that makes it just such a, makes you such a, it makes it feel like you can't, you know, nothing will be better, but you can do small things to make your lives and the lives of people in your immediate, um, surroundings, um, better off. And if everyone did that, it would have a cascading effect. And I, I obviously that's a huge, uh, oversimplification of, you know, making the world a better place. But, um, I totally understand where you're coming from. And there's movies that, I have on my list that are subject matters and, and different things that I'm just not ready to, to go for sometimes. So I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I, I like that feeling is the reason I, you know, pick this movie over mm-hmm. others. Isn't that like, if we're talking about what's scary, like it's, it's kind of a lot of horror movies I find more gross than like they don't, they don't stick with me the way that these movies do that yeah. after I finish them, I'm just like, you're not scared of Michael Myers coming into your house and exactly you know, running a knife through. But it. if he had like, if he had, it was like your landlord and exactly. he wasn't paying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that like genuinely freaks me out. Yeah. And so like, so, sorry if I'm like, I, I didn't mean to like put that on you and put you in a place where you had to watch no. something you didn't want to watch. But like, I, I feel like it's a very underrated or not underrated, a very underutilized form of horror yeah, yeah, yeah. where I've seen so many spiders and I've seen so many snakes, but like what's really fucking terrifying you have? Where? is the way uh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not that kind of stuff's not scaring or like yeah. a, a clown or a whatever. It's just weird that all of those are used, but but people don't use what's actually and maybe it is because it's actually fucking frightening. An, but the way that Americans are treated and yeah. the way that like money is divided in our country is really fucking scary. Yeah. And it's, it's it does a lot of harm to a lot of people. Yeah. It's probably too real. Yeah, I think like that's exactly it. I think people in the way that like I watch comedies to like laugh my troubles away. I think some people watch horrors you know like freddy michael myers you know like it's they watch that sort of stuff to escape the real horrors of the real world which is you're not going to be killed in your dreams by freddy krueger but you probably will be fucked over by goldman sachs or you know whatever like (laughs) that that's that is a thing that it probably could and maybe will happen to you versus like Jason Voorhees rising up from the lake is not affecting your real life. Mm-hmm. Sure. Except for those poor people that can't <laughs> rest in peace. Oh yeah. That, that's why I picked it. Uh, yeah. rather than like a Edward Scissorhands, my backup right. option. Yeah. I mean, this is um, a good, like, it, it is a good movie. Like it's, you know, it's well acted. It, it won a lot of, um, Academy Awards that year for like best editing and, you know, oh, best that, director that, and, that is one thing that I wanted to mention, the editing, that I don't think we've done a whole lot of uh, talk about. And mainly because they play the, they go to Las Vegas on their trip 
and they play the organ like horror music. And I was like, see, it is a horror movie. <laughs> uh, but like a lot of the on the rewatch, you're like, see, see? I was right. It is a horror movie. <laughs> I, I told you halfway through the movie. Jenny's I remember like, this Jack's happened. like, go of my wrist, please. <laughs> um, but like a lot of scene transitions and like maybe cuts in between things they'll they'll show things that wouldn't necessarily seem connected mm -hmm. to what's going on kids are talking about this banking thing but the fact is it affects everyone and it affects all aspects of life and so a lot of this stuff pops up so like it will just be a and and like the the transitions are a little bit weird so for that one it went from um that organ horror theme with just like uh, people walking around Vegas, essentially, uh, to a rap from uh, Run the Jewels mm -hmm. to uh, like a, maybe Sinatra or something like that, uh, something like that, with just like kind of faded from one to the next to the next, doing like showing just a bunch of kind of like B-roll things, but like they do a lot of cuts where it's like a a Facebook like thumbs yeah. up right like from the screen and then it will cut to a uh, family having a a meal at a restaurant or something cut to you know a picture of people celebrating picture of people crying whatever they'll do a lot of just like uh interesting cuts that kind can I, of can I deal talk with... about can I talk about one of those that I that I did not like <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> that was they were talking about landlords and then they cut to adam mckay's landlord sketch with his daughter <laughs> where it's, it's his daughter going give me my money i was just like this is i this is that was a little indulgent it was a little self-indulgent i was just like okay adam is it adam can i call you adam like let's let's tone it down just a little bit i know this was is your that movie. his own sketch yes it was it was a funnier die sketch with his daughter and him and will ferrell Will Ferrell. I forgot. So Will Ferrell was in this movie. This movie from Barbie had Margot Robbie. It had uh, uh, Will Ferrell. And when also when had... was Will Ferrell in this movie? In that scene, he's right? technically in the doorway when you see Pearl. I guess he's being screamed at by Pearl. Yeah. 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 And then he's, yeah, and then you uh, see his hand holding the door open. Yeah. And you got Gosling in there. Yeah, it's a real Barbie, a real Barbenheimer. Barbie yep. <sighs> <laughs> That's, have we that's exhausted you yeah that, well, that's the movie the movie exhausts me yeah. the idea exhausts me it really like yeah it's upsetting <laughs> yeah and i mean i like it's not a narrative movie in that like the bad guys get their comeuppance like they they even kind of tease it where it's like <laughs> you know because like you know steve carell's character is like his his face is in his hand and he's just like they're going to fucking get away with it. Like, it's just, it's in like, and then, you know, Ryan Gosling as the narrator is like, well, this is where he was wrong because blah, 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 blah. Just kidding. Only one person got arrested and everybody else got a bailout and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, yeah. So like, this is not a movie that unfortunately has a happy ending for the characters. And as we've pointed out before, there's not really altruistic characters in this movie. Like it's, it's lesser rich people robbing richer people and you know like ultimately making it so these richer people don't get infinitely richer but it's there's not really a hero to root for in this movie like even brad pitt's character who's like i remove myself from this you know this business and like you know whatever like he ultimately his only character trait is that he's helping these other guys get rich so like Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like he and just telling them not to be like, you know, so, have such bravado to, be, to about like, it. dehumanize the people that they're benefiting yeah. from. Yeah. So like, it's not there's not a triumphant mo moment to this movie where like you know fucking uh, the, you know the head of this bank gets dragged away in chains or something. Like it is, it's a grim ending, and it doesn't make you feel very good. Yeah. I wish it was more like the ending of Fateful Findings. Have you guys seen that? No. That's good. 
it's it's very good and uh all the people that get exposed in the government uh off themselves on television it's it's very fun i think if this had, uh, yeah, i'm this not i'm not trying to make light of that but in the, the context of the movie it's very funny it should have yeah this movie should have had a decker type character to really take down the heads of these banks <laughs> Um, but I am, I'm glad I finally saw it. And I do think that, um, next Halloween, Max, you don't get to pick a movie, but, um, <laughs> but I, but I am glad that I saw it. Um, no, I, I am joking. I, I see where you're going for with the theme. It is a, a different kind of, of real life horror. Um, would Edward Scissorhands have been better? <laughs> Who can say? I mean, that's kind of spooky too. The, yeah, the, the, it, it, the horrors it, of suburbia. I was going to say, it also includes another real life monster, but, uh, you know, we, we can, uh. And, and and they do have a little thing at the end. I mean, there, there is that connection. All of those nice pastel houses in that neighborhood in Edward Scissorhands, they all lost them. None of they wow. all had wow. they didn't pay their mortgages and they all lost them. So they, there's that connection. Yeah. Um anyways, any any final thoughts on the big short before we head out? No, I think it's good. Like Andrew mentioned, it is it is literally leaving in the next couple days upon when you hear this podcast. I think it's it's only up until the Halloween, very end of October. Night, yeah. Stream it while you can. And you're still on Netflix. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, you shouldn't even be giving them money uh -oh. either. Uh oh, Max, you're canceled. Um, but I, I do appreciate the wreck, and I, I'm glad it's under my belt now. Yeah, yeah, word up. <laughs> uh, and I would like what to give Rob a said. yeah, I'll give a quick shout out to uh, Ted Sarandos, and uh, thank you for providing such a great service, Daddy. We love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Big kiss for Daddy Sarandos. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. -bye.